This is Jackets Debrief, a show about the Columbus Blue Jackets, the National Hockey League, and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome to the Big Midweek Show. All right, gotta love that. There's the cats. Okay, yep, yep. Those are the cats. Yep, those those are the cats. Can you not get enough of cats like my child? Maybe you can get enough of cats, but you know what you can't get enough of? DraftKings. All right. DraftKings is the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using the promo code THPN during sign-up. There's a child trying to get a cat over here right now. It's the when it's the midweek show, folks. It is chaos. Oh no! Come here. Let go. Oh, she got me. She got me. Yeah, she's got you. She's got you. Okay. Right. She's on my head. All right, we got the kitten here. Are we my kitten now? Okay. Uh, here you go. <clears throat> you may have missed out. Baseball fans, you might have missed out on week long season long fantasy. So now's the time to get in on all the daily fantasy action with DraftKings. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN. And you get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Riot, why are you so sad? It's time for you to go, Riot. No. Can you talk to the can't talk to the talk to the people? She's not talking. All right, let's have our soda of the week. No, Alexi, you can't hold her and drink soda. You can't hold her and drink soda. Soda of the week. Fago Original Red Pop. That's good. Oh, this is not an easy one to open. That's your I'm looking for my thingamajig. I don't know where it is. There it is. A bottle opener here. There we go. Let's have some good old fashioned red pop. Oh, this is just called red pop. Ready? That tastes red. What do you think of the flavor? I don't even know. <clears throat> It was just too much for your mind to comprehend. I think I burnt my tongue. You don't burn. You don't burn your tongue on. You're a crazy child. All right, child. Okay. <clears throat> Take the kitten and escape. Say goodbye to everybody, Riot. Can you talk? She has nothing to say. She has nothing to say. Oh. She's, she's too sad. She's just done. She's done with us. That's fine. I would be done with us, too. All right, folks. Let's get into the hockey. The Blue Jackets, as of right now. Oh, where are we at? Sixth overall in the draft lottery. 7.5% chance at first overall. 15.3% chance to get into the top two. 
We end the season Friday and Saturday. Two games against Detroit. That will mean a lot for our draft standing. Um, essentially, Detroit is up. Is Again, if you're looking at it in terms of the draft lottery, Detroit is up on us by one point. So the Blue Jackets would need to, I believe, lose both games. Although, if they lose one in overtime and lose the other in regulation, I think Detroit would overtake them because Detroit has more regulation wins. So we'll see what happens. I mean, at this point, I mean, it's possible the Blue Jackets win some games and kind of pull themselves even higher. But at this point, uh, I mean, they've only got 46 points. Vancouver is at 41, but Vancouver is going to have to play out the remaining games for their schedule. Uh, Ottawa's ahead of Columbus right now. I mean, we'll just see how it goes. I, I can't sit and worry about the draft lottery. It's just not something I do. If we if we do well, great. If we don't, eh, I'm not going to worry too much about it. One thing I did want to talk about tonight, Emil Bemstrom, everybody. Emil Bemstrom had a hat trick the other night uh, in a losing effort against Nashville. Um, but I, something we've been seeing these last couple of games, we are seeing the player that I think was thought of when he was drafted. He's got a great shot. And now we're seeing other parts of that game come along. He is much more active on the four check. He's, he's moving with the puck more, more, much more confidently. It's really impressive. So I'm really happy to see a Mel Benstrom kind of kind of taken off in the way he should. And again, little things like this are sometimes what I wonder is this part of what part of why Yarmo's thinking reload? Does he think in his mind is some of it these younger guys are going to be getting better? And that could be it. That could be it. Um, so we'll see. Where that goes, we'll see what happens there. Um, so we'll get that that process going here for you. Um, so the the I'm I'm happy to see him playing well. Uh, I think that's really what you're hoping for in these final games of the season when you're watching to see some of these young guys step up and be what you want them to be. So Mill Bemstrom stepping up and being good is what you want. Uh, Aaron Portsline wrote a big article that came out on Monday where he talked to some ex-Blue Jackets and it was, he left it anonymous and I can understand why, because you want that sometimes if you want people to be able to speak freely. And I do enjoy that it led to people trying to guess who these Blue Jackets were. Um, so it, Essentially, what it kind of came down to when reading through these, you have a couple of things as far as different players. Now, part of this is different guys just think of things different ways. The long and short of it ended up being that some guys thought the way that Yarmo made negotiations when they were in RFA made things more difficult later because there wasn't a sense of 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 camaraderie there, I guess. And I, part of me wonders if that's just a translation of what kind of guy Yarmo is, because Yarmo is very straightforward. Um, I, I think the way they look at it is they think that 
oh, you know, you want to pay, you want to take care of your veteran guys and pay them well. And I think Yarmo's mind is, I'm going to give you a fair price for what you are. And if you want to leave, you leave. And I, I think some guys want want a little bit more to be coddled. And I don't know, I'm not going to say if that's right or wrong. And, and coddled might, I mean, coddled is a word that carries connotation. So maybe it's not a good word for me to use in this. Um, guys want to feel valued. That's the term we'll use. They want to feel emotionally valued outside of just, you know, what you get paid to be a hockey player. Um, I heard people talking about this and they're talking about things like, you know, when players went to the bubble, some of them, some of the teams had set up things where it was like, and they'd already set up like photos of their families and little gift bags and stuff like that. And apparently the blue jackets weren't really on board with that. It was very just, yeah, you're here to play hockey. You're here to win games. And I, I think part of that's just the attitude of the GM going out. Now, does that mean that I think these guys are entirely wrong? No, because it, what is right or wrong is not dependent on some objective moral value in this case. It's based on what's going to keep you the players you want to keep. If there is no one in that front office right now who really seems to be able to gauge when, you know, okay, this is a player we're going to have to try and try and engage a little bit more with, make him feel valued, that sort of thing. Maybe you do that. Um, other things, some guys said you would have to overpay to get someone to go to Columbus. And that you have to market the city. Something I've talked about for a while is that Columbus is a town that's a much easier sell to a player who has a family. Um, I think that's why Nathan Horton signed here. I think that's why certain older free agents tend to sign here. Because Columbus is very much an easy family town. Uh, if you want nightlife, it has that, but you look for it a little more. Um, it's not as readily obvious or apparent. The city is really built. It's much more of a family city, but there is a lot of good stuff for young nightlife. But if you're looking for the, you know, the, the, the clubs in those areas, yeah, Columbus has those. Now it's not a scene like New York city or Chicago or LA. It's not that it's not going to be, but you still want to try and market that. The other part of it they mentioned was that Columbus doesn't market its players, which is completely true. Someone mentioned the article that you shouldn't have been able to go around that town without seeing Artemi Panarin's face everywhere when Panarin was here. And they're entirely right on that. That is something that I think the club needs to hear and to change. Because I in my mind, what I kind in my mind, kind of what I'm seeing is that if the team because they're they're talking about this offseason. Apparently, Columbus is uh there's talk Yarmo wants obviously wants to get Seth Jones signed in for a long-term deal. He's also looking at a long-term deal for one Mr. Zach Wierenski. I mean, I would make a big pitch to those guys. Those guys would be like, you're the cornerstones. You are the face. I would have them plastered on billboards and signs in malls and just all over the city of Columbus. They'd be in commercials. It wouldn't, I mean, you know, when, when people come to you and they're like, hey, we want, we want to do endorsement deals with the coach or whatever, push them. Be like, nope, nope, we're doing Seth Jones. We're doing Zach Wierenski. You know, we're doing those guys. Um, that's the plan here. And that would be what I would do going forward. Uh, that 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 one I can definitely see. Uh, so does Columbus have to pay a little more for for free agents? Maybe. It depends on who you're getting. Do you have to pay more long, a little more to keep somebody here as an RFA? You know, who's going in, the, who's going to be, you're buying UFA deals? 
maybe, I mean, the, the thing is, the important thing when you're reading articles like this about what's going on in Columbus and, oh, why can't they keep somebody, is you need to think of it in terms of this article is part of the story. It's not the whole story. Because you see things where, you know, uh, both both Oliver Bjorkstrand and Cam Atkinson could have left. Uh, I really think, and, and the thing is, the, the part of what annoys me in this conversation is they always lump in uh, Bobrovsky to a bunch of the other, to like Panarin. Panarin was always going to go to New York. That's just what it was going to be. Bobrovsky, I think if the Blue Jackets would have offered a deal that Florida offered, they would have kept him. I don't think he wanted to leave necessarily. But I don't think Yarmo wanted to pay him that deal, and I think he was right not to. But you look at players like Oliver Bjorkstrand, you look at players like Cam Atkinson, those guys could have left and gone anywhere, and they didn't. Cam Atkinson will be here till the end of his career. He was 31. He will be, he'll be 35 at the end of his deal. Oliver Bjorkstrand just signed a five-year extension. Hasn't even gone into effect yet because he's still on the last year of his last deal. So... So he'll be here until he's 31. There are guys who have signed long-term deals with San Columbus. Gustav Nyquist is a free agent, signed what you know is gonna was gonna be kind of his last big deal in Columbus. That's just what it is. So it's not that nobody chooses to go to Columbus, but there is a reality of it doesn't have that same appeal that for some players that somewhere like Toronto or New York or whatever does, and you've got to recognize that when you're making deals. I've heard you almost say the things like, if you want an ocean, we don't have that. But to kind of be aware of some of the other things and try and make up for it. Like, yes. I mean, certain things like Toronto, you're never going to be able to to match up with the, the advertising potential of somewhere like Toronto. But in reality, even in New York City, a lot of people don't know the Rangers by face. So, because that's just what hockey is. And the thing, the funny thing is some players in this article actually mentioned that as a positive, the idea that you could go out to dinner with your family and people weren't hounding you, which is cool. So I, again, it's part of the story. It informs what we think about this, um, but it is not the be all end all there. So that's, that's part of it there. Definitely. Um, next, I'm going to bring in a bit here. This was from TSN. This was on their uh, insider trading panel here. Let's get this going. Patrick Laine was asked this week about participating with Finland in the Olympics, and he said something along the lines of, I, I don't know if I'd make the team after the season I've had. What about the future of Laine in Columbus? Well, he's obviously disappointed with the season, the way it's gone with the Columbus Blue Jackets, but he's taking responsibility for that, as we've just heard you acknowledge there, James. Um, my sense is that Laine hopes to stay in Columbus at the conclusion of the season and continue working in with their strength and conditioning people before going back to Finland. Now, he is a pending restricted free agent with a hefty qualifying offer. He wants to be better in time for next season. And the belief is that Jarmo Kekalainen, the general manager for the Columbus Blue Jackets, is going to try his level best to acquire a top-line center to help line in time for next year. Just 10 goals in 43 games in Columbus this season. So a couple of encouraging things there. One... That he's gonna that line is gonna stay in Columbus in the offseason, at least to start. Um, we've heard the same thing about Chinikov. Uh, the Chinikov is going to actually come to Columbus here. Uh, he might be in the city by the end of the week. And some of these guys want to start working together on stuff. Um, the idea that 
that uh that Lightning wants to work as a strength and conditioning coach seems like he has kind of bought into this idea of him being a power forward as we talk about it. Now, what's interesting is I don't think that's just a Tortorella idea, which we've heard people talk about. I think Yarmo's big into that plan as well. And I think Yarmo sees this as somebody to build around. Um, again, uh, Yarmo is talking about trying to go after a first, uh, number one C, uh, number one center. To my knowledge, there are three on the market right now. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to hear a word from our friends at the Hockey Podcast Network, and then we'll be back and we will uh, discuss those potential number one C's that they could go after. Hello, bonjour, hello, hi, heya, and previet, hockey fans. Welcome to the Europuck Podcast, the show where two Brits talk all things European hockey as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. If you want to keep updated on all of the latest news, scores, or standings from across the European hockey world, you want to get some insight from some very interesting guests discussing their stories with hockey and how the sport grows around in Europe in different interesting places, or if you want to keep updated with all of the leagues across Europe that are either playing, have been suspended, cancelled, delayed indefinitely, then do check out our latest episodes of the Europuck podcast every Friday as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. We have a YouTube channel, the Europuck Podcast, and you can listen to us wherever else you get your podcasts. So check us out every Fridays and we'll see you there, folks. All right, guys, welcome back to the show here. So three potential centers for the Blue Jackets to go after in the offseason. And again, this is just the thought process on how to do it. Right now, what I'm referencing for a lot of my information that I'm looking at right now is uh, Evolving Hockey, their player cards. And there's three, and each one of these you would get a different... I guess two of them you would get the same way. Um, the three are Jack Eichel, Philip Deneau, and Evgeny Kuznetsov. Now, uh, an important writer to, the, to two of those, Evgeny Kuznetsov, it would be by trade, so would Jack Eichel. And Kuznetsov has a modified no-trade clause, so it's entirely possible, or I think it's a no-movement clause. So it's possible he could just nix this before anything could happen. Uh, if Capitals management goes to him and goes, oh, well, the Blue Jackets want you, he might be like, no, I don't want to go. And if that happens, that's just what it is. But uh, in talking about each one of these guys, I'm looking at their three-year range on um, evolving on the on the Evolving Hockey website. So um, Kuznetsov is just a good player. Um, his goals above replacement um, over the course of a season on average is about six expected goals above replacement puts him into a pretty high end. Uh, offensively, he is a high end center 79. Uh, as far as their, their ranking of his offensive skills down to a four though on defense. It's a little bit of a different story there. Philip Deneau is a free agent. Um, he's a, he's an RFA or is he unrestricted free agent from the Montreal Canadiens? He has, he's, as far as his rankings on his ability, offense, he's 70th percentile, defense, 88th percentile. So a very just good all-around player. Jack Eichel, we all know the story about Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel is just great. Jack Eichel will be a, a he would be an incredible fit on this team. Um, I would like to see it. 
And and the interesting thing is what's different from a lot of years because people have talked about um, the Blue Jackets just not have, you know, whenever you try and trade, you got to talk about, okay, do you have the assets to trade? What do you have here and there? The Blue Jackets definitely have the assets to trade now. Um, they are, they've got three first round picks. I mean, that's ridiculous. That is an incredible amount of, uh, of, 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 of ability you have to go out and do something. Um, because you've got those, those players, uh, those three picks. Now with it being this, uh, first, With it being this first, um, yeah, with it being this weird draft where we're just not a hundred percent sure where everybody's going to go. I, I mean, the value of those picks may be tricky in some places, but again, depending on what happens with the draft lottery, if the Blue Jackets end up at number one overall, and they go to Buffalo and they're like, "Hey, we're going to give you three first rounders. One of them's number one for Jack Eichel." Maybe they make that deal. Maybe that happens. Um, as far as Philip Deneau goes, uh, if they go to sign him as a free agent, uh, evolving hockey's contract projections has him as a projected seven year term at about a $6.36 million cap hit. He would fit well under the blue jackets, uh, uh prices here. Honestly, uh, Kuznetsov would as well. He'd fit well under the salary cap. Um, Jack Eichel is the only one where you'd have to start trying to think a little harder because it is $10 million a year. But if you can get Jack Eichel on your team, you don't care. You get him. That's how that goes. All right. Other stuff to talk about here. Uh, looks like they are bringing up in Ohio now. The uh, It's coming up in the Ohio Senate to legalize sports betting in Ohio. The idea is there'd be like 40 licenses for different places to do sports betting. It's going to happen. That's just what it's going to be. Not a whole lot to talk about it at this point. It's just I, that's what I'm expecting. Now, a couple of cool pieces of information with the new TV deals coming. Turner is apparently locked down their number one team, which is going to be Kenny Albert and Eddie Olchuk, which is a great team. Um, Kenny Albert's a great play-by-player, has a lot of energy for the game. I've enjoyed him on NBC. He's He's good. He's one of those guys where if he was going to be the replacement, I'm fine with it. I'm really hoping nobody says, hey, we're picking up Pierre Maguire. That would be strange. Eddie Olchuk is a great uh, color commentator, great analyst to have on there for you. So I'm excited to see him do it. It's a good it's a good wrap-up. Um, there is news that... Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Faro is going to, at a TSN, is maybe going to be the top analyst for ESPN, which would be great. He's a great one. Ray Faro, he's great. So that would be awesome. Cool news as well. Uh, the Athletic broke today that uh, ESPN has apparently approached Wayne Gretzky about coming on the panel. Now, this is a cool thing, and I forget who I was listening to talk about. It. I, want, I think it was might have been Puck Soup, but they were talking about one of the cool things about the TNT panel is you literally had Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley on it, two guys that are kind of recognized as being in that top tier of players to ever play the game. And we really don't have that in the NHL. I mean, I guess in Canada on Sportsnet you have Kevin Bieksa, but I mean he's not in that. He's not in that. I don't know if he's in that all-time top tier in the same way. And the guys they have on the states do the national stuff. They're nowhere near that. I mean, you have guys who like they played, and you know, like 
like Kevin Weeks. I love Kevin Weeks. Kevin Weeks is amazing. Kevin Weeks feels like he would fill a great role, but he is not like those top tier guys. So I think having people like like Wayne Gretzky. And to give you an idea of Wayne Gretzky's role, it's not going to be something where Wayne Gretzky is just going to hang around and he's just going to talk on the Sports Center sometimes and he'll be there whenever they want. He would kind of fill that similar role to what a probably what like Randy Moss or or um or uh St- Steve Young does for ESPN's NFL coverage where he's pretty much just there for their big games and just part of that. That's kind of what I see him doing, like studio stuff, but you know, like Wayne Gretzky would be there when they have their little panel for the Stanley Cup final. And he'd be there when they do their big game of the week. He'd be part of like that show and that kind of thing. So that's that's what I'm expecting to see out of that. So we'll see where that goes. But I'm excited. I, I really like that we're getting to see something different. I'm really excited that both ESPN and Turner seem to be laying into this and being like, we're going to be very different than what NBC did. Because NBC was literally just these are the classic guys who always talked about hockey and they always will talk about hockey. Good for them. I want something different because the hardcore hockey fans, they're going to watch anything. Give me something different. And the big thing Wayne Gretzky does is in the States, if you live in Canada, you don't really understand how little people down here know hockey. If I went up to the average American and asked them to name a hockey player, most of them can still only name Wayne Gretzky. If, if they're a fan of a team, I'm sure they can name more, but a lot of people would still have their first name Wayne Gretzky. So if ESPN uses him to open up their NHL coverage, then it's automatically an in. And you can start talking about other players. You can start doing other things. You can do a good time with it. So that's what I'm excited about. Um, lots of interesting things coming up, guys. Uh, we've got some good stuff. We're going to be talking more about, obviously, prospects. But that's going to get tricky because, again, who knows what happens with those trades, the the trade deadline. It'll be interesting. Not the trade deadline, but uh, the draft coming up. Um, figuring out if the Blue Jackets trade those picks or what they do. It'll be real interesting. So thank you very much for watching, listening, all that good stuff. Thank you very much, and go Jackets. Please subscribe to the show. Follow us on Twitter at Jackets Debrief. And thank you for listening.